Welcome to the Crossroads Podcast. This week we'll be looking at two films that are about going after your dreams in the face of adversity, as long as that dream is being a drummer. This week we are looking at 2020's Sound of Metal and 2014's Whiplash. I'm one of your hosts, Ryan. And I'm your other host, Rob. And uh, do you want to start off with Whiplash, Rob? Yeah, keep up that motif we've been doing for the past year or so of older movie first. Yeah, we've been doing it for that long. It's so weird to think about. Yeah, we're we're coming up on our one year anniversary, so yeah. keep in keep in touch <laughs> with us for special surprises for yeah. that. So, Whiplash is a film from 2014. It was the directorial debut of Damon Chazelle, who also wrote the screenplay. Uh, it's based on his own short film from a couple of years previously. It stars Miles Teller and J.K. Simmons with Paul Reiser and Melissa. Ben Wiest in a in smaller supporting roles. This is a movie that I saw not long after it came out, and haven't seen again since until I watched it for this podcast. But this movie's uh, intense. Yeah, the I, first time I saw this had to be 2014. I never heard of it, and at the time I was in a film production school, and uh, my professor. Every year he would bring us screeners to watch of movies he would get sent from the Film Academy because he was part of the Writers Guild. Oh, awesome. So he got this couple weeks prior to theatrical release, and I never heard of it. He's just like, he comes in, he's like, we're watching Whiplash today. Everyone sit down and shut up. So, And I was blown away from the opening scene of my first viewing. And since then I've seen it probably a couple times, but... My last viewing prior to this for the show was probably about four years ago. Yeah, it's... I was telling you off mic, this is by no means a horror movie. Not, mm-hmm. not even a little bit, but it has the intensity of a horror movie. For sure. Whenever J.K. Simmons enters a, a scene, he just he feels like a slasher villain. Oh, like, yeah. You tense up, you don't know what he's going to do, and he's so calm and collected, but he can just change at the snap of a finger oh yeah there's there's a couple times when you're never sure if it's real or not but he's genuinely he feels genuinely friendly he's mm-hmm. very warm and kind but you're not sure if that's an actor if that's really him he always uses it against the main character andrew yeah. he, he yeah. uses it against andrew in the next scene but then you kind of see him from a distance for example when he's talking to the little girl he's yeah. genuinely nice genuinely kind the, he hugs the father like so i think he at heart he might be a nice guy but he will do anything to have his band be the best yes and that's the kind of feeling that that you get like all he really wants is to have the absolute best jazz group ever and you see him at one point playing jazz and he's he's fine he's not amazing but he's quite good mm-hmm. and i get the feeling like he was a musician who tried to make it himself and never really got there so now he's trying to force people to to really get there yeah he th- one of the things he keeps coming back to throughout the film is the origin of the bird i forget yeah. his real name but he keeps saying the bird became the bird because he got a a, a thimble thrown at his head a symbol thrown a symbol, at his head yeah a thimble would be pretty easy to yeah. dodge and probably <laughs> but, wouldn't hurt too much yeah and that's that's his his motivation for pushing his students. Like, if you can't overcome the worst of the worst, how do you expect to be the best of the best? Yeah, and the 
just the weird feelings about it. Like it, there's great scenes of incredible jazz music. Most of the scenes are about jazz in some way, even if it's not actually part of the scene. Mm-hmm. But it just it, you can tell that Damien Chazelle just loves this music completely. Yeah, he each each live music performance is shot so incredibly well yeah. that like a one minute song must have taken them hours to shoot because oh, it yeah. just cuts in between trombone saxophone piano uh, jk simmons the conductor it just cuts between so many things that are just all encompassing of whatever song they're playing and it really sucks you into the the music yes it's it's just incredible to watch incredible to listen to they almost look like they're shot like action scenes mm-hmm. to a degree where yeah, there's a lot of pans and and the camera moves around the the group like it's a sports team or something it's really really just fascinating i have never seen a more intense filmed music no event and i would imagine personally that aside from uh miles teller who plays the main character of andrew they're probably all musicians and not actors i but i think miles definitely had to learn at least the very basics of drums yes. to film this oh, movie because yeah. even in that that first shot is a slow track to miles teller playing the drums yes and so that tells me he has some sort of training in music yeah at least he's good enough to very convincingly ape it on on screen but there are times where it's a close-up of his hands where you can tell yeah. it's definitely not miles it's teller someone else yeah, yeah. and that's probably one of the other guys who plays drums in the band is probably the, mm-hmm. the guy who taught him how to play. I'd imagine just because that's the kind of thing that they would do, yeah. you know, give him and, a little bit of glory. Like it doesn't really take you out of the movie, no. but it definitely pulls you out like a little bit. Like that's not Miles Teller. You, yeah. you can just tell by the hands. Yeah. That being said, I'm not a huge fan of Miles Teller, but he is fantastic in in this role. Yeah, I've seen him in. What, Fantastic Four and War Dogs, I think, is that other movie? Yeah, I can't he, think of anything else. Yeah, he just doesn't in. do it for me. Yeah. But Whiplash, he he is absolutely phenomenal in this yeah. movie. He's pretty much, he's not entirely, but he's pretty much holding his own against J.K. Simmons. And this is Simmons, probably his best role. I Yeah, Simmons, he, I've always been a big fan of J.K. Simmons mm-hmm. since, me too. since Spider-Man. Because that's really <laughs> yeah. when he like popped on my radar. Yeah. But he goes above and beyond anything mm-hmm. I could have anticipated from him. And he yeah. he earned his Oscar. Oh, absolutely. He's so good in this. And it's kind of playing against type a little bit. Because normally he's a bit more of like a bumbling kind of guy. Yeah, he's always like a nice guy. Tends to talk a lot. Kind of loud. Yeah. Um. He, he reminds me of just J. Jonah Jameson in everything he's in. And that is, that's perfect casting. Oh, absolutely. But he's just like, he's a fantastic actor. He's a character actor. He will oh, get into the absolutely. role of whoever he's playing. Um, yeah. He was in that movie last year, Palm Springs. He showed up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's great in yeah, that. Yeah, he played what? Like the aloof uncle? Uh, and yeah, he, he, there's more to his character than that. I don't want to get into it because that's yeah. such a that movie's such a, about unraveling the mystery. But it's yes. definitely another recommendation. He's, yeah, he's so good. He's, uh, he stole every scene once. he was in. Sorry, what was that? He stole every scene he was in in 
Palm Springs as well as Whiplash. Oh, absolutely. He's a scene stealer in my in my eyes. Yes, he's he's so phenomenally talented that even when he just sort of twists a little bit what he normally does, it's just incredible. And I'm amazed he'd only been nominated. I think this is his only nomination. Yeah. And he's so phenomenally good that it's really. I I think because he's not particularly picky about his projects. Yeah, it seems like he'll do, if the script's good, he'll do it, and he'll have fun yeah. with it. Yeah, I mean, maybe even <laughs> if it isn't good. I think he just likes to work. Yeah. I mean, and now that he's got that Spider-Man money, yeah. he's back for Spider-Man, and he has an Oscar, I don't think he really needs to work no. anymore. So he just picks and chooses projects that he wants to do. Yeah, I mean, his IMDb page has over 200 credits as an actor, and more than half of them are within the last 20 years. Like, yeah. well more than half. Yeah, uh, so since, like, 2000, he's just been slowly just getting been, his name out there. Yeah, just, you know, working continuously. I mean, just just killing it. I think I, more than half is in the last 10 years, honestly. Yeah, I wouldn't say his name alone sells tickets, but it definitely gets people to notice. I don't want to turn this into the J.K. Simmons <laughs> hour, but it's but hard not to. because he, he steals the movie. Like Yeah. With any other actor besides J.K. Simmons, it just, I don't think it would work yeah. as well. Yes, and I think it just goes to show, like, don't write this guy off cause, just because he likes to be goofy a little bit. Mm-hmm. He is such a talented actor. And I, I'm i not sure if this is true, but I feel like a majority of his lines, especially the screaming lines, had to be improv. I'd imagine that he was kind of given something to work with, and then he could just come up with stuff. Although mm-hmm. he is also really good at making scripted lines feel very natural yeah so it could be either way he's he's very good at delivering something like stuff from spider-man mm-hmm. a lot of that's scripted he's just really good at making it feel like he's just coming up off the top of his head which is it's all a, natural for him yeah it's a very uh underrated skill i think for an actor so miles teller and jk simmons are clearly the standout actors in the yes. show and they're so above and beyond everything <laughs> else in the movie like yeah. paul reisner and militia uh, Bayonest, I think mm-hmm. you say your name. They yeah. kind of fall flat in any scene that they're in with yeah. either of these. Paul Reiser it is more successful as an actor, but I think he's just kind of a writer at heart. I think mm-hmm. it's really where more where he wants to be. And he's quite good at that. But I mean between aliens and I mean more recently Stranger Things and Sci-fi and comedy is really more his speed. Yeah. And he's not... But he's by no means bad in this. He just feels like it doesn't quite belong. He falls flat to Miles and J.K. Simmons. Yes. Yes, he does. It's a shame. Whenever... Paul Reisner plays Miles' father in the movie. Yeah. And whenever they're on screen together, it's usually just the two of them. And Miles, his character, Andrew, he's just very in his shell. He seems very out of place. Yeah. And... You can tell at the dinner scene his family doesn't really quite get music because they only talk about sports and the cousins are number one quarterbacks at the school and everything. And they kind of just brush Miles off with his jazz school. But then at the end when when Andrew's father sees him play on stage, you see that look of excitement in his eyes. He finally sees what Andrew is capable of. Yeah, that that scene at the end, that that scene that solo drum solo sequence that whole thing is that whole like 15 minutes phenomenal yeah i mean that is what uh 
Bohemian Rhapsody should have felt like. Yeah. I mean, it, it's because in addition to him just playing, it is a character moment. There, there is mm-hmm. acting going on there. Yes. And you get the idea that things are not going to be great as soon as the show is over. But for those few minutes, it's just incredible. I'm not sure because it towards the end of that solo, my or Andrew and J.K. Simmons' character Fletcher, they have an understanding. They work together to bring out. That's the best true, that Andrew can do. And the that whole final act is Fletcher trying to sabotage Andrew, and it just doesn't work. Andrew pushes his way through the adversity and shows Fletcher what he's capable of. And in that moment, you can see on J.K. Simmons' face, there's very little dialogue in that last scene. He yeah. just, he, he, they, what am I looking for? They come to an agreement, I guess, to like work together. Yeah. They get each other. Yes. So there's definitely a, an antagonist in this film, you, you'd say, right? Yeah, it's, it's Fletcher. <laughs> yes. So I think we should move on to a film that doesn't really have an antagonist in the traditional sense. Are you talking about 2019 Sound of Metal? Yes. This is also a film about a drummer, but the drumming is not as a part of the film as I was expecting it to be. Yeah, I was really hoping for more music in this movie, but yes. that is by no means a negative towards the film. No, not at all. It's uh, it's quite a, a powerful film. It just takes a little while to settle into what it's trying to say. Yes. It, it definitely starts feeling very whiplashy. It starts with that, that metal show and... It, just the ambiance of the loud live music and you can feel the vibrations in every hit of the drum and the vocalist screaming and it's very raw sounding and then after that initial scene it turns into a character study Mm -hmm. and i really wish they did more with the music yes the the beginning it's like noise rock which is definitely not everyone's cup of tea but it really kind of it feels gritty and dirty there's barely a division between the performers and the audience mm-hmm. they're right up there against it and it's just him and the singer and the guitarist who's who happens to be his girlfriend and lou is her name lou yeah and she just she screams she plays guitar kind of atonally and it's mm-hmm. very weird music but you get that he loves it this is yes. just what he wants to be doing yeah within that first i think it's like a six minute scene you can tell his life is mm-hmm playing metal yes he loves every aspect of it he loves the touring he loves the grimy venues he loves the noise you see it on his face he's just happy but then after that scene he starts realizing he's going deaf yes and you do get the feeling that uh I think they even say at one point that the drumming is probably not helping, but he's probably going to be going deaf eventually anyway. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is that Riz Ahmed, who plays him, is a, is a rapper. In, in He's British, but in yeah. England he performs as a rapper. So rhythm is certainly important to what he does, but it's not the kind of music he normally would play. So it's interesting to see him really commit to it. And he, he, yeah. he sells that role. Yeah, oh, Absolutely. I mean, I don't know how the Oscars are going to work this year and next year, but I would be surprised if he doesn't at least get on the short list. I would love for him to be nominated for at least Best Actor. Yeah. He's phenomenal. 
And I mean, because he has, he has to, over the course of the film, begin speaking in sign language mm-hmm. and really sell being deaf, which I don't believe he's a... I, I mean, I imagine he's hearing because he performs music himself. But it's it, it feels very... It's very raw, yes. very yes. real. Like you, you can see the the look of despair on his face throughout the film, and it it slowly goes away throughout the movie. Yes. But for an hour and a half of the two hour runtime, he's it's full of dread, dread and anger. He's just yes. upset at everything. It's it's a very intense film that I just wish had been. A bit, maybe a bit advertised more about what it is. Uh, yeah. Without like, getting, you know, I don't want to get too far into spoilers because this is a fairly new film and mm-hmm. it does take a twist pretty early on. Not a dramatic twist, but just it isn't what about it isn't yeah. about what it said it was going to be about. It's um, less whiplash and more. Um, I, don't, I don't really know. There's a but. bit of like children of of lesser god in here, or even the pianist. Oh, Not yes. the pianist, the piano rather. Uh, where a substantial part of the film is about a drug rehab and uh, basically like a school for the deaf and his immersion into deaf culture, which is its own society, yes. basically. But, so the movie definitely advertises itself to be more musically driven than it is, but there's scenes throughout the movie that kind of play with that musical aspect. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's about halfway when he's he's playing with the kid on the playground and they start pounding the, yeah. the metallic um, slide. That's yeah. I wish the movie had more of that because th- the whole movie's muted after that initial scene. There's almost no dialogue. Everything's vibrations and mm-hmm. very muffled, and it does a great job of r- sucking you into the life of a deaf person oh, with yeah. just the audio cues. And when they're playing the drums in in the school or banging on the the metallic slide the whole the subwoofers just boom and it's all vibration there's no sound and it's done so well i really wish we got more of that yes one thing i really did like a lot is that at the beginning when there's signing going on it's unsubtitled Mm -hmm. because uh because ruben doesn't really understand sign language but as the film goes on and he learns to sign the signing becomes subtitled so that the audience is still in his shoes and can understand what's happening yeah, the sound of metal does pulls no punches, making you sound like you are in, making it feel like you are in Ruben's shoes. Yes, and I really appreciated that because it it's disorienting, I and mean, maybe that's even part of why it was done like that because you expect one thing and get a very different thing. Yes. On the whole, though, I do like the movie quite a bit. Oh, it's by no means a bad movie. It's a very very well made movie. Mm-hmm. I was just expecting a Whiplash-esque movie, but yes. if when I eventually rewatch it, I think I'll like it more, because I'll know yes. what to expect. Uh, yeah, I think if I go back and see this again, I would appreciate it quite a bit more. It is kind of a slow burn. It, it does is. take a while to get to where it's going, but the journey is definitely worth that. Yeah, I, I wasn't expecting that either. Like, um, It's two hours. It's fairly slow. It's all interesting, though. It, but you do yeah. have to pay attention. Everything has a purpose. Yes. And just watching Ruben uproot his life to—it's it, very—it's kind of depressing at times. Yeah. And you know, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. But absolutely, just, just getting there—it's—it's it's rough. 
Yes, it's very, it's very tough. It's definitely a little more. It's more of a, a straight drama than I was expecting it to be, but I did, I did appreciate it once I had finished it and gotten to just the catharsis that, mm -hmm. that releases throughout the film, and it's kind of about finding yourself and becoming. It's about like, adaptability. Yes, becoming at peace with where you are, even yeah. if it's not where you intended to be to begin with. Even if it's things out of your control, you will find yeah. a way to adapt. That's yes. basically the theme of the film. Yeah, it's it's such a it's such an interesting film that I think I will need to go back and, and watch it again and just really enjoy it. So, out of these two movies, Whiplash and Sound of Metal, which one do you think if you had to recommend one, which would you recommend? It's a really tough question because they're both good in very different ways. Although I do get physically uncomfortable at times watching Whiplash because of how tense it gets. Yeah. Whereas I never felt physically uncomfortable watching Sound of Metal. How about you? I think I'd recommend Whiplash because it is a little more intense. I think it's a little more accessible. And if the listeners are anything like me, going into Sound of Metal, you expect a more musically driven film. And then... A yes. little disappointed when it's more of a character study, but by no means a bad movie. Yes, I, I, I agree with every single point you made. Uh, I think it's definitely the more approachable film. It definitely feels like a very traditional, not traditional, but a, a more... It was not made to win awards, but it definitely feels more like an awards-y type film. Yeah. Sound of Metal, to me, felt very oscar Beatty. Yes, I can see that. It doesn't play the same way though mm -hmm. but i can definitely see that just like the way it's shot definitely that final act too i yeah. think that final act brings me into like this is oscar bait yeah it the final act to me more than anything makes me feel like this may have been a film originally meant for production in england yeah the two leads are or um riz ahmed and olivia cook are both british and Matthew Almerich, who plays Lou's father, is French. And it made more sense to me for, for her to have a French father in England than in America. But I yeah. don't know enough to to believe that's that's accurate at all. Uh, I mean, Darius is kind of a, an American name. Darius um, yeah. Martyr is the, it was the writer. It was shot and filmed in Boston, I believe. Okay. But... I, I'm not sure if it takes place in Boston. I can't remember. So maybe she just flew to America to do her yeah. tour. Yeah. I mean, well, she, they're both, um, they, and they play Americans in the film, but they're both okay. British. Uh, he hides his accent better than she does. Yeah. I mean, he's really, really good. I, I mean, this is an incredible performance. Even though he, I'm, I'm not familiar with his work. I guess just, even though he kind of appeared out of nowhere, but I think he's definitely going to be someone to watch. Riz? Riz Ahmed? Yeah. yeah. yeah he, he's he's someone to keep an eye on. Yeah. This guy's very, very good. I'll be shocked if he's not nominated for this movie. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know how nominations are going to work, but I really hope that he, he does because he's phenomenal in the part. I would recommend both of these films, but I think it's good to know what you're getting into when it comes to Sound of Metal, where even the title is really misleading for what yeah. it's about, which is a shame. Yeah. 
I think the the title and marketing is going to do more damage to Sound of Metal than good. Yes, I, I think you're absolutely right. It's quite a good film, but it's not what the it's, advertising would make lead yeah. you to believe. So, I yeah. I'm gonna throw my two cents towards Whiplash. Yes, it's Whiplash is a film that's going to be remembered for quite some time for what it is. Even if it's maybe not the most accurate depiction of music school, I think it's still a very, very powerful film. I agree. And on that note, you got any ideas for next week? Uh, Nothing really for next week. Do you have any ideas? Um, A movie came out last week that I really wanted to see called Psycho Goreman. Which we talked about a little bit, but then I realized that new... Um, thriller, The Little Things comes hits HBO on Friday. Oh, nice! So I was thinking we could do that and maybe I would prefer to check out Little Things first. Okay. We Let's might want to do. Revisit. It's a little more accessible. Yes, I don't think most of our audience is gonna care to see Psycho Gorman. I mean, just the name <laughs> alone is a little off-putting. Yeah, I'll definitely be watching that this week, though. Oh. I think this would pair well with Prisoners. If you think of yeah. something better, maybe Seven. Ooh. Any good cop movie. Seven could be good. That does take place in the nineties. Yeah, two cops track down a serial killer. That could be. Back at seven could be perfect for that. Seven, yeah. Cool. So let's do seven yeah. and the little things. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Sounds great. Well, thank you guys for joining us as we ramble about some some drummer <laughs> movies, and hopefully you'll join us next week for for something a bit less accessible, maybe. But thank you for joining us in the crossroads. A little darker projects next week, but <laughs> yeah. see you next week. Take it easy.